0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another board game edition of the MFG Cast. This time we're going to be reviewing Downtown Farmer's Market by
1: Blue Orange Games.
0: Yeah. I don't know why I had to do that. I'm so nervous. I don't know. This game is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this game is um, designed by Johan Benvenido and Alexandre Drot or Dwat. Hopefully, I got your names right. I apologize if I didn't. Art. We by do this. our
1: best. Art
0: by this is not available, which is interesting. You think? Yeah. That you'd be able to see that, but uh, maybe it's just something that they maybe they're mysterious and don't want to be called out. Called out for their amazing art. This game plays seven and up. Ages seven and up, and two to four players. So, what are we doing in downtown farmers market?
1: How long does it play? Do they say? Uh, Actually, before you. 20 minutes. If you're not a thinker.
0: <laughs> if you're not a thinker, yeah, yeah. no kidding. Wow,
1: well, you had a really big pause.
0: You know, guess what? I'm not because I couldn't even. I didn't even well, understand I why it, you said that.
1: I think it took us longer than that, though, because. because you really have to think about it. But let's talk about it. Like, yeah. you, like you said. For sure. Um, the gameplay and kind of have them visualize yeah. the setup. So in Downtown Farmer's Market, you're doing an open drafting tile laying. That's the type of game that it is. And really, it is what it is. It's a whole bunch of tiles in this game. And there's food tiles and there's... Challenge tiles. Challenge tiles. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call them like objective tiles, which they kind of are.
0: Yeah, pretty much the same thing.
1: And those tiles are challenge tiles, which are Mm -hmm. two-sided. So each player gets dealt um, four to start, and they're going to place them either vertically or horizontally. So basically, you're going to be building a grid. Mm -hmm. So they get handed four tiles. They decide which side they want to play. And how they decide is really randomly. So on the tiles, they can be, as you're laying down the different food ingredients, I couldn't think of what it was, you have to do certain things. So the challenge tiles could be, make sure that this row or this column, depending on how you place the challenge tile, doesn't contain any milk. Mm Mm-hmm. Or this row or this column has to be exactly, contains exactly seven ingredients. Yep. Or this one has to have exactly three eggs and three cheese in it or something like that. So basically each of the players is going to be dealt four of these piles. They're going to pick one of the sides and they're going to place them vertically or horizontally depending on how they want to do that that doesn't matter but once placed they can't shift them around anymore and then the next set of four gets handed to them and those are placed
0: the opposite so either if you if you did it in a column one time you're gonna do it in a row the next time to make it make it set up like it's a four by four grid basically And you're gonna get eight title eight tiles in total food tiles To put there to intersect between the challenge tiles to try to get those goals for the end of the
1: game yeah it's kind of like a 90 degree angle of these challenge tiles for sure and then um you're going to place all of these food tiles which i've been alluding to which contain a variety of food there's six different types of food correct and those are?
0: Those, there's cheese, egg, corn, carrots, bread, and milk. Yes. Oh my God, I got it one shot. I was, I was so I
1: nervous. was ready to help
0: you. <laughs>
1: and it's not just one type of food on each tile. It could be, it could be, mm-hmm. but um, it also could be like cheese and milk on a tile, or it could be corn and carrots and bread on one. And so they're all miscellaneous. You never know what's going to be coming up on each of the tiles. But based on the number of players, you're going to be, be essentially drafting these tiles to place them in your grid mm-hmm. and your 4x4 four four grid. Yeah. And once they're placed in your 4x4 four four grid, you can't move it again. So let's say you place it somewhere and you're like, crap, now I should have placed it somewhere else, like farther... In the game, you can't move it anymore. Correct. So, tough luck.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So, you're basically taking these um, ingredient tiles and you're going to lay out five.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you have a first player. And I think they say the first player is the first person. The first player is the person who most recently went to a farmer's market. Correct. And that person will, base, like I said, based on the uh, player count... Will draw one of those tiles that they can see and decide how they want to place it on their four by four grid. Correct. So they can they'll place it. So maybe let's say they had one where they were collecting. Uh, they had to do three, three milk, three cheese. So they want to try to work on that one first. And there's a perfect one with three milk, and so they're going to lay that in their grid. Now, in that column or that row, wherever that... What is that called again?
0: The challenge tile? Yes.
1: Wherever the challenge tile lays in that column or that row, since they're only to collect three milk, they don't want to get three more milk in that column or that row anymore, or they don't score points. Correct. Because each challenge tile... If you meet that criteria or that challenge without, like, busting it, basically, or not satisfying those conditions, Mm -hmm. you score points at the end of the game.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, but there are some that are a little different. Like, there are some that say, like, it's got, like, a carrot on it, and then it says one slash, and then there's nothing on the other part of the slash. That means that for every carrot that's in that row or column, you're going to get 1 per carrot. Yep. So that's a little different compared to those other ones there.
1: Or there's with your carrot example, there's a carrot with a plus sign above it. And in that row or that column, carrots would have to be uh you'd have to carry on the most carrots in that space. Yep. So in that column or that row, and if you don't, then you just don't score. Um same with any of the other conditions, so like if you're supposed to collect a certain number of ingredients in that column. Let's say five or seven or even 11. If you score or if you collect 10 or eight or whatever for one of those, then you don't score the points for those. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it seems pretty obvious for that. But sometimes impossible based on how you've laid out your 4 by 4 grid. Like your um, challenge tiles along the way. So basically, as you're going through, then so one person is collecting that ingredient tile, they're laying it down. Then they're um, for like a two player game, then that same person is getting rid of a tile so that the other player can't take it. Then it's the other player's turn. They take what what is left of the three tiles. Then they get rid of an ingredient and one stays out there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's the whole um, the action drafting thing varies per player count, but that's how it works for a two-player game. Then um, you draft four more ingredients so that one last tile that remained on that um, drafting round stays out there and you draft four more and then it moves to the other player to be the starting player. And then you keep going until all of the ingredient tiles are um, have gone through and you filled up your 4x4 four four grid. That's right. And then what you do is then you go through your 4 by 4 grid to see if you've even scored. And the points <laughs> for each of the challenge tiles are be- basically be- on the –
0: the bottom below. of the challenge on the tile. bottom
1: of the challenge mm-hmm. tile that's right and so you're gonna um, tally all those up and see who has the most points and they're the winner
0: yeah it's pretty pretty easy game it's one of those games that I mean it, at least as far as learning to play and then actually playing to get the actual challenge tiles themselves it's to me I feel like it's it's uh, it's quite a good challenge.
1: Oh, yeah. I, like, rack my brain and think a lot. Yeah. Because I want to... Because you're looking both directions. You're looking horizontally, and you're looking vertically to make sure you're not going to mess up something you have going on one direction or the other. And I don't think we've played a game yet where we've satisfied all of the challenges
0: i'm sure it's something that is not impossible oh no
1: because i was really close
0: yeah but i do feel like with some of the tiles that you're have the you have the choice to look at on either side as far as what you want to set sometimes you might get something where it it's going to be doable but it might be a little bit harder because like this like the last game that we played of this. I had one where it was like I had three challenge tiles that had certain amount of eggs, and it was like
1: so many eggs. It was
0: yeah, and it was like one of them was only one. I think the other one was one, and the other other was three. And I put them in strategic places, but it's one of those where if you're not getting the tiles that you really want because they're being taken by the other players, or if they're being discarded by the other players, depending upon player count, then you're like, okay, well now I'm stuck kind of maneuvering the game and now I have to find ways to get other points instead of like this one thing that I was trying to get and now I feel like I'm not going to.
1: Well, and I think I think it's clever in regards to the whole drafting thing and having the other player be able to discard a tile too because they can look at what you've got Going and what you're building for your 4x4 grid and what you need, and they can discard it. So they know that the next time around when they're maybe potentially that starting player or it's their turn next, that they won't, well, they won't, they can't take that next tile mm-hmm. or that ingredient tile because it's gone. So you're not helping them anymore, but... Yeah. I feel like no matter how much you plan out or try to plan out strategically those starting tiles, it doesn't always work out because it's really the luck of how they're um, handed out too. Yeah. And with the ingredient tiles, it's the luck of how they're dispersed. Yeah. Because you could see a lot of what you need at the beginning and you don't realize it. Yeah. So
0: yeah and I don't feel that like, it's weird because I think some people's problems with luck-based games and again this is not it's not considered luck but there are some luck factors in it I think some people when it comes to luck they're like well I you know I can't really win this game because luck is actually screwing me over and I don't have I don't have control over that where in this game, I feel like even with all of the luck fa- factors and what's been drawn and stuff like that, like you still have, you still have agency to you know do what you can for a strategy to win. Oh yeah, you know it's not it's not one of those where it it, it takes it out of your hands. It just it just makes it more challenging for you to get those points.
1: Well, you're not rolling and like hoping that a die lands on a five that you need.
0: But believe me, there's sometimes where I'm like, I need three milks. I need three milks oh, now.
1: Oh, I get it. But you, <laughs> unless you're at the very end and you only have two spots left to fill or something like that, you can try to work on something else. Yeah. Whereas some, depending on the game, and a luck-based game, you have potential to just be rolling and you could just be rolling snake eyes all the time or something like yeah, that, and that's yeah. not really what you want. No. So. I, yeah, I wouldn't consider it that. I, I do think there's quite a bit of strategy to it and it really racks my brain.
0: Yeah, might as well. Too,
1: because you could not even realize, which I've done and place tiles where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go for this because I'm greedy and I want to try to get this because this is going to be more points if I finish it. But then I pick another one and it's contradicting the other one and then I'm like, How can I finish this one? Because then I have to watch this one because this one wants all the milk and this one wants no milk. So I have to get a ton of milk in this row and this column. I have to make sure that in the fourth row I can't put any milk or I'm going to bust my points for that one. So it's like a lot of like really being aware of your your
0: player space yeah well and then sometimes you have to make sacrifices too once you get towards the end there too and you're like well i'm not going to be able to get you know maybe one of these two so i have to figure out which one it is so obviously you know if you think that you can go for the higher points you're going to do that yeah you know so sometimes you have to you know you have to make those sacrifices and you know decide you know how you're going to play it
1: right right
0: cool so yeah I mean, that's that's pretty much Downtown Farmer's Market in a nutshell. So uh, let's talk about whether we liked it or not. Why don't you go ahead and start? What do you think about Downtown Farmer's Market?
1: Um, to be honest with you, I knew nothing about this game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not even sure I heard about it. <laughs> um, like, no offense, Blue Orange. Like, I I don't think I heard about it. But honestly, sometimes those are the best surprises. And I really like the game. I'm excited to get to the table again Mm -hmm. because I like thinky games. I think it's a quick one to set up. And depending on, like we said at the beginning or alluded at the beginning, depending on how much you're thinking, it can be a quick filler game. You're not spending like all night playing the game because it's not taking you so much time to set it up and it's not taking you so much time to play it. Yeah. But it's also not taking you a long time to explain it to somebody else no. if you if they want to learn a new game. And boy, I'm full of positives. And it's a small game, like in in regards to like the box is small. Mm-hmm. The box, the table, the table presence actually isn't that large either. No. I don't think. No. And so this would be quite a portable game. So I, I guess in my opinion, I would really, I'd say if you're into strategy, light strategy games, um, something a little bit different, I would suggest checking it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's one of those that is a nice little filler game that you could even play like on the floor of a convention or something like that. You know, it's got the four boy four grid. You don't have... You don't have a board. All you have is all these tiles that you just lay and stuff like that. Like you said, the box is portable, so you can bring it just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's got, like you said again, it's got good strategy for something so small and so um, so short of gameplay. And I feel like it's one of those that no matter how many times you play it, you still it's still just one of those that's kind of hard to master. So you're still trying to be like, okay, well, like what i was trying to do with the games that we played is one time i was i was trying to get all of the challenge tiles that had the ingredients on it that like it was like if there was two milk and a carrot or if there's like five milks or something like that i was trying to set my grid up all like that just to see if that if that would work out for me and then one of them i did all of the challenge tiles that had like you have to have eight exactly of ingredients, or you have to have uh, 11 total ingredients, or five total ingredients, or all... But that's
1: s- hard, too. Yeah,
0: all six of the, all six yeah. Of the ingredients. Um, it, yeah, it's one of those that just... I, I, I know why they have a s- bunch of different types, because you can kind of mix those up and then play them different ways, because you might not be able to play all of those tiles the same, you know, if you do them all of the challenges right. the same or whatever but it's kind of a cool thing to be like okay well I'm going to try this just to see how this works and I feel like I failed miserably well, but I it still didn't deter me from wanting to try again.
1: Well, it's fun to mix it up and play around with that and to to tackle on to yours. For me too because we track our scores and our plays and stuff like that. It's cool to see the improvement because You know, we had played this, but it had been a couple of days in between another play. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, that wasn't a very good score. And then all of a sudden I was like, huh. It was only like two points difference or three points difference. And I'm like, oh, I didn't do as terrible as I thought I did. Yeah. Unless my first, the one I was thinking of the last time we played was bad. I don't know. No. But... It's cool to see the improvement or the score going down. That's not the cool part, but <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think overall, I I wouldn't hesitate uh, recommending this to somebody. Yeah,
0: for sure. So let's do our rating. We'd like to use our. Oh, MFG I didn't think we were doing that. Rating. Yeah, oh. this is what a review
1: is well, about. Well, I know, but I was just surprised you didn't have me do it right away.
0: That's okay, because we're just talking about what it is, and now. We're gonna talk about our rating system, so I'll go through it. So first we have the Collection Keeper. It's one of those that we'll keep in our collection and it's one that we'll seek out more than the others. It's one that we'll recommend to more people than not. We have a fair player. It's gonna get its fair amount of play, but maybe it's not the first thing that we go to, but it's definitely not gonna be the last. We have our Overlooked. It's gonna be one of those that maybe we'll play every once in a great while, but we probably prefer other games over it. And then we have our unfortunate passer, which means that it's not quite our cup of tea. So I'll go first on this one. I love this game. I think it's amazing. I really do. It's weird how it's like. It's just very simple, very clear cut. Uh, you know, it's you know, you pick the tiles. You try to play some the way you can. You try to you score your points. I had heard about this game not only through them asking uh, Blue Orange asking us to review it, but I'd seen so a few things here and there, and I was and I, did, I to tell you the truth, I didn't know if this would be a game for me because I didn't really research it too much. I didn't know for sure, but when they asked to review, like I never try to judge a book by its cover. It was just one of those that didn't hit my zeitgeist until they, you Your know, until what? my zeitgeist, my world, basically. Um, Until they reached out. And again, I'd seen other things, but I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it out. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoy it. I recommend it to anybody that likes little, you know, drafting, tile-puzzly kind of games. And this is one that, you know, small kids could play, play for because, you know, you just... Need to know your numbers and know where to put stuff. And, you know, parents could probably help, too. You mean your sets and stuff? Yeah, that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, and anybody, you know, up to a certain age can play it. But you didn't actually say which one. Didn't I say Collection Keeper? I'm pretty sure I said that right away. No, you said you really like this game. Oh, it's a Collection Keeper. (laughs) I
1: assumed that's what you meant. (laughs) But I was like... Pretty sure he didn't say it.
0: Yeah, I totally failed. I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, I maybe you
0: did. Collection Keeper. Okay, your turn.
1: Uh, Well, uh, you kind of took it away from me in a way, um, because I would have picked Collection Keeper also. And like I admitted at the very, very beginning of the episode, is I hadn't heard of this game. So not like Kurt, I hadn't heard of this game. At all. So I didn't know what to expect. And sometimes not knowing is a blessing in disguise. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's cool when that happens. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And so I just kind of went into it with an open mind. And here we are. Nice. So, I, I mean, I really just. Said everything uh, how I felt about it before. Yeah, for sure, that's why I didn't think we were doing the scale.
0: I, uh, I but apologize. Anyway, <laughs>
1: now that Kurt let everybody down on this podcast, yeah, <laughs> collection
0: keeper. Nice.
1: Sorry, I just had, I felt left. Oh, out. that's
0: perfect. Two toot. Um, so. <laughs> Uh,
1: Zygote or whatever. What is
0: it? <laughs> Zeitgeist. <laughs> I knew
1: I would. I didn't have it, but yeah. I wanted to say something with a Z. That was great. Instead of
0: xylophone. Yeah, or something. perfect, perfect. And that's by with an X, by the way. Oh,
1: <laughs> zoo, <laughs> zebra,
0: <laughs> X-ray. Okay. And I think I've I think I've said this about Blue Orange games. Like I I don't I don't think I've played anything that I've disliked by them. So, you know, it just goes to show you time in and time out that Blue Orange has always made games that has entertained us. Doesn't matter if it's something, you know, that's a dexterity game or a strategy game or you know it doesn't matter if it's for kids or for adults alike or whatever. It's got they just find a way to make great games and we're appreciative of it. And we thank you, Blue Orange Games, for letting us review this copy of Downtown Farmers Market.
1: Yeah. They always trust us. I'm not really sure why. Like
0: who trusts us? I I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. Well that's it for us for Wow, today. you
1: ab- abruptly ended that Well
0: I don't know how to I I don't know how, Okay I don't know how to swing something about us not being good enough to review their games, which I think we are.
1: Aw. <laughs> oh you're the one that said it on me. That was a tender moment.
0: It was. It was. And here's another tender moment. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I'm Kurt,
1: and I'm Tracy, and
0: this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening.
1: Ta-da! This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop
0: Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.